0: Well, you tell Ricky Martin and the Menudo gang, if they want a reunion tour, they're gonna have to go through Jerry Br- Ah, Gwendolyn, cancel my ten o'clock. Something just pooped on my windshield. Ah. Fucking birds! That was it, though. You got it. And glasses unseen by the masses comfortable with vices and a tendency to ration in a random room to strangers who are strangers to the dragon watch you chase it off the planet let me call you when i've landed watch
1: him flying we're working on new stuff I and mean, you definitely need to be included man
2: oh dope, dope. yo man holy sweet yeah man appreciate that man i mean
1: i um, mean we got it we have there's some joints with doc that we did right we still kind of want to release as like an ep you know Oh really? Oh snap. The so I feel uh, like we might even need one more song there, you know.
2: The the leftover gravy sessions, the uh Well, it was really all his beats. Oh really? Don't you know what okay. I'm saying? Right, right. That's nice. I like I like that cuz he um <clears throat> he
1: did have some leftover gravy too. I mean when Right. <laughs> <There was leftovers.
3: laughs> the leftover <laughs> gravy. Those leftovers. Yes
2: sir. Yes sir.
3: Going on, everybody. What's up? How you doing?
2: No, Max here.
3: Much man, just chilling, man. Long day, man. I was ever watching my nest cam, watching uh, all types of craziness on the west side. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah, man. I could, I could probably do a whole TV show. What my nest cam find? <laughs> oh man, peace. <laughs> you get your own glasses, bro.
1: What's up, Bobby? <laughs> uh... On, man.
2: Huh? You need it? Man. <laughs> Hold on one
0: second. Actually, real quick, I'll be right back. All right, cool. All right. One second.
3: He's gonna go <laughs> number two and three. <laughs> number two, three, All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids it's called a combo. <laughs> the combo. <laughs> How many kids you got? I got a daughter, man. I got a ten-year-old. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's behind me pretty much. She got to blur it out right now. She's a, she's like in uh, my theater area um, on a tablet. You know, so it's gonna be a whole summer watching bad TikTok videos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna say she's out for summer, huh? Yeah, she's out, man. What about you? How many you got?
1: I, I have a godson i just i never had kids, but I, my nephew is back from school from college his freshman year at s l u oh cool cool, so he back he's back and he's there' he's been looking for work and he's uh keeps getting turned on. I'm like, yeah. man, you gotta find something you got three months, and <laughs> that's fly
3: by real quick, man yeah, not even two months not. Nah. Yeah, man. Ain't nobody hiring right now. That's why here with these kids right now, yeah. they're all trying to get jobs. I mean, I'm in IT and we got like about a thousand resumes last week. Wow. Shit. Yeah, man. These kids, man, it's a, either you hire them or they rob, you, you got two options. So it's like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, my philosophy. <laughs>
0: my philosophy for any uh any role that I'm mentoring is like I'm grossly underqualified, so like <laughs> starting at the bottom is exactly appropriate for me. And what what kids don't understand about starting at the bottom is like you only have to be slightly better than the biggest fuck up like, in the <laughs> company. And then you look golden. And that's like that's the actual uh trajectory for advancement is like
1: the American way, uh, how you
0: look next to the other dude who's fucking up a whole lot. And like, like, that's what people don't understand. Like, nobody wants to start at the bottom. But like the bottom is where the most opportunity is actually at. Like, there's no opportunity at the top. Like, that's all solidified. Like, those are executives and directors and people, uh, CEOs and all that shit. They're not giving up their job. The opportunities uh, at the bottom. The opportunity is is uh, like the, the lowest common denominator of like who who's not gonna show up to this thing uh two out of five days a week. Who's who's gonna <laughs> be the thing who doesn't take this more seriously than I do?
3: Uh, you got a point there. I mean, like you know, or or you got the you got the middle ground people to wants this crazy. I gotta check the crest every day at work. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? She's just like, I'm just I'm just unhappy. <laughs> I can't help you with that. Yeah. Right. I can't help you there.
0: You're not. There's no way that you are sub- that you are responsible for other people's happiness.
3: No, but I'm a, I'm a therapist at work sometimes. I sit there. I need a white couch, man. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Yeah, man, millennials, man, drink different water, man. Y'all don't know what it is. be like, I don't want to work. Or the best way I had somebody call me the day, my stomach hurt. I'm like, what the hell you want me to do about that? Your stomach <laughs> hurt. I need you to be at this client site at nine o'clock. You think you can cover for me? I'm like, no, I'm your boss. I'm going to go cover for you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a different world, man. It's a yeah. different world. Yeah, then, you know, don't even get on, don't get on the state of hip hop right now. You guys already you know hip hop is so different right now. Oh, yeah, I even lost. Yeah. It's like, man.
0: That's kind of where we were coming at it from uh, Mm -hmm. the song Bird Brains. (laughs) That's like where we are kind of talking about, about like, you know, like every time somebody gets motivated or like inspired to um, like get into music or get into creativity or stuff like they can cite like a specific like music video or an Mm -hmm. album or like a moment in time where they're like, Oh yeah. Like that's the thing that like took it from like, I'm thinking about doing this thing to like, I should do this thing. Like the, the, the defining moment for everybody where they saw something and they were like, yeah, like this is something that is actually like within my grasp in terms of like creativity of like, I can actually get there and reach that and touch that. This is my starting point for I'm going to enter this thing and like um, that's the most difficult part. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is your point of entry? And then like um, what's going to be your sustainability? So like you can be bad at this for ten years. <laughs> Like people everybody who is going to do anything needs a 10 year window to be fucking awful at this shit. Sure. An awful lyricist, yeah. an awful producer, fucking an awful awful in the studio. Like if you don't look back at whatever you made 10 years ago and you're like, "Uh, I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking." Like you're not <laughs> growing in any way. <laughs> like you you have to like constantly reaching a point where you're like, just like eh, now. And so right now where it's just like, you know, that that frustration that you're feeling is like very real because like the the whole point of bird brains was like whatever uh, whatever point you're entering this shit at, like it doesn't exist anymore. Like when we were starting to like work on this and like any idea that we were entering into this project with on like the parameters of what success looked like at the end of the day. It's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Um, like YouTube at, at some point was like the big uh, platform for showcasing videos or music or whatever. And now it's nothing. Uh, Spotify, a huge kind of giant
1: Is it going to be those uh, $3,000 goggles they're trying to sell me on the internet? (laughs) <laughs> right. Like what the,
3: I got goals. So, you uh, know,
0: whatever your entry point is like, you need at least two or three years to snuggle up to whatever the fuck it is you're trying to do. And in those two to three years, the trajectory of what you're trying to do is going to completely change. And at the end of those two to three years, you're going to have to come up with a completely brand new plan. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the, uh, the golden goose is under fucking glass because it's like yeah. anything that you're looking at that's under glass is on display and anything that's on display under glass, that's a museum. And what do you do to a museum? You go to a museum to kind of reflect on the past to how it gets to the present, to how it gets to the future. And hip hop is like, the Internet, it's like fucking lightning speed, constantly moving forward, whatever plan you think you're making. It really is like you have to like kind of plan for the future. And it's the most annoying part. It's like.
2: got it, it, the, the yeah. video dropping right this weekend, right? The music video.
1: It does. It drops on Sunday at 930 a.m. Oh,
0: <laughs> wow. Super early. We wanted we we wanted to get that demographic of people that wake up early on a Sunday, like the birds, you know. Right? <laughs> you are for the birds, my dude. The birds are all bird watchers, you know, the real enthusiasts. <laughs> that's that's my fucking Gary V idea, you know. Sell directly to the birds at garage sales. Definitely,
2: Definitely. I dig it. I it.
0: But
1: yeah, it'll be out there. It'll be out there for for Father's Day. I know you guys are. Daddy, so happy Father's Day to you, too.
0: Thank you. Thank you. thank
1: you. Y'all are great.
0: Oh, that's dope, man. Damn, um, both of you guys have kids. Yeah, you're very yeah. you're both very unassuming.
3: <laughs> 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 I would have never thought
0: you had kids.
3: Yeah. Uh, man, it, it, I, I'm surprised by it sometimes, man. I look at it like that came out of me. I can't. It's hard. It's hard to imagine it, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, ten years later, man, you know, they they're just here to remind you that, man, you are right, it to be really more fucked up than what it is. You know, the whole because um, you know when she listens musically, it's so different than what we grew up in. The other day, she's playing Lil Yachty, singing Minnesota in the car, and I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, you know, it's Taylor. Creator is Lil Yachty. Is uh, what's this dude? Uh, uh, Kaylango. You know what that is? You know, Kaylango is basically the Dylan Lingo. Brooks song. This sounds like like yeah. Go
1: ahead.
0: We were all inevitably going to reach this point, right? Mm-hmm. Right. No, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and at some point, uh-huh. like I'm okay with that. I like at I some okay point from that. your kids, you were gonna hear you don't understand, <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it, yep. you don't yep. understand, yep. little Yadi. As I was trying to explain Snoop Dogg to my five-year-old uh, Mexican mom, like you was like, "What? Well, you're gonna fuck a fuck." And now. He is honestly her favorite like person of all time. Like she's just like heart warmed. She's like she loves Snoop Dogg of all the rappers. Your, your like, mom? Yes. She no, he, no kidding. He, he 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 hangs out with uh, Martha Stewart and shit. Yep. Like he's he's mm-hmm. beloved. Uh-huh. You I'm know, like, he's, yeah, a part-time he's a part time football, football figure, coach. Man. You know what I mean? He's a, yeah, such he's a, a
1: positive a figure. figure. Yeah. He's yeah. ambitious. <laughs> Yeah, her qualm
0: in the 90s was the was the pornographic uh comic strip in doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> when she when she found that, she fucking flipped her shit. Oh man. I Can't yeah. believe you would have something like this Dude, in the house. My mentor wasn't threw it even the
3: drugs. Car. Yeah, my mentor threw my doggy style out the car, man. He found it, you know. He found it in front of my backpack, picked me up from school, he go, What the hell is this? And tossed it out the window and said, Listen, Jimmy Buffett. I said, fuck Jimmy. I'm like, fuck Jimmy Buffett, man. <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> he's working paradise, man. He's right. working paradise with someone. I bet, right. you, I bet you know
1: it, though, don't you? Yeah, I do,
3: Unfortunately. <laughs>
1: Uh, It's like
0: it's uh, completely unbelievable, like the landscape again, the landscape, the landscape of uh, like where we were growing up and mm -hmm. what was considered like really risque and like really, you know, crash where people because like one thing that I hear, which just doesn't align with hip hop is like you could never make that today, (laughs) you know, like the chronic at this point would be downright quaint. It would be like a Beatles album. It would be yeah. like, oh I, oh, I warmly remember those times. Like it, it almost sounds innocent. If you've been listening to hip hop for 30 years.
3: <laughs>
0: there not day. the trajectory of hip hop. Nobody ever says in hip hop "Well, you can't make that record today like that. that that's not a thing. I you see, better man. make that record today. You you have to be like ten times more crass. there's just like so there's so many songs from the younger generation that are just like these really deep exploration like just really deep vivid songs about sex like really specific in a way that like just like would never be touched in the 80s and the 90s like just shit that you're not gonna see It's just like (gasps) even going beyond uh like the whole nas not nas i'm sorry um the whole controversy with um, fuck, I can't believe I'm forgetting this dude's name. He's an icon with the bandaid on the face.
2: Oh, Nelly. Nelly. Yeah. He had the
0: uh, he, had the, he had the true. video where, where he's uh, swiping the credit card through the ass. And everyone's like, yeah, how dare
2: you? <laughs> such a thing, hey. Nelly.
0: And, I, and right now would be like, you know, I... Uh, at least they didn't show penetration. Like it's so, <laughs>
3: so we're in such a, a state like hip-hop does
0: not fuck with like any type of censorship. It's completely the opposite. And like it's the it's also the most popular music in the country. So it's like, there's just this huge disconnect mm. between like you can never do that again. Like, yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. Any white. Mediocre form of art, like sick, so like all this other shit. Like me, you can't, do
1: can I ask a question to you guys? i yeah, saw, you're gonna... no, I did. I wondered if uh, if we're allowed to curse on your show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that's Go a forth. good question.
2: No, you're good, I mean, man. Go for it. I mean, Bob, Bob Rock already established that there's a couple the of rules. shows, and I saw, oh, I saw one show. Yeah. Yeah, no holds barred, baby. No holds barred. I want to say
0: I listened to the craze episodes, you know, I was like, okay, what's up? Is this a podcast? (laughs) What's going on here? I enjoyed them very much. I see what you guys are doing. It's a it's an absolute pleasure to be on.
3: Yeah, I appreciate you you guys bringing us on here. Uh, Same here, man. But yeah, you talk about the shock value right now. I mean, you guys on the show is nothing compared to what they're listening to right now, man. You know, I, I heard a song the other day, man. I was listening to uh, XM Radio, Shady Forty or uh, Shady Forty Five, Root Jude. He plays a song about eating ass for thirty minutes while I'm driving in traffic, man. And I I turned it down. You know, you you know, you turn in your parents, you turn it down, shit in your car because you are worried about disturbing other people. Uh- and you I was gotcha. just like, I looked out the window, and this chick, man, I kept getting there, she had a floor, she talking about eat his ass, tell me special. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this. Yeah. but, you know, the chicks now are doing what EZ and everybody did back in the 80s and 90s with hip hop. Chicks are vulgar. The guys are, like, trying not to be vulgar, or they're Harry Styles. Right. No, the guys are turning into Harry Styles, the chicks are turning into Taylor Swift and Cousins. So, you know, it's just, just oh, what it right. is, you know. You know, like, there's nothing wrong with Harry Styles, man, but, you know, shit, Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie were wearing dresses, were wearing like Leotards too, and, and walking up walls and, you know, dancing on the ceiling. So <laughs> thinking, you know, I mean, music music is just a 360 when you think about it. 100%. You I mean, I mean, every generation has Harry Styles or Lionel Richie or, or Rick James or somebody acting up. It's just what it is, you know?
0: That's why, like, that's why being offended is so confusing, because it's like, I can't believe what this guy just said. Anyway, we got a new single from a lady sandwich coming up. It's called I Put My Pussy on the Bread. I put my pussy on the bread, I put my pussy on the bread. You're like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, it's this good. It's like so confusing about what what is actually offensive. You know what I mean? Like, what what are we what are we really going after? Like, we're all so desensitized. Come on, like we have to start defining new uh, new ideas. Like, if anything, like artists are always the canaries that are kind of getting tested with this shit, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, constantly underground artists don't realize the power that they actually yield. It's like you're the fucking one that uh, they're testing this shit on to see if Mm -hmm. it can actually uh, take to a much larger audience like, you know, people need to be more possessive of their ideas in some ways.
3: Well think about well, think about Ice Spice and the rest of the shit that's going on right now. They're like plants. They put them out there, they don't even have record deals anymore. They put them out there, they make one YouTube video. Next thing you know, they're talking about Ice Spice is the the number it's, it's like the second best rapper in the game right now. I'm like, what game? But she came out of nowhere. Then you got you got that guy, Mark Rebillet. I sent you that video, no sage. Yes, you sir. Got, guy meets the Central Park and brings his NPC. And jams out with the soccer mom, the soccer mom that raps about her about her pussy for like 40 minutes. You know what I'm talking about. The chick with the white hair, uh everybody talking about she's like the she she's like the best unknown MC of all time. She's like, <laughs> she's like 52 with three kids, and she's rapping about her pussy. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm she,
2: yeah, she was like rapping over like biggie beats or something. Over or... At MPC. Yeah,
3: yeah, I got it, I got one. But uh, it's nuts. It's nuts she's thinking about uh you know, Mark Rebellet goes from an uh, Amazon commercial to Central Park every week. He did he did a set with um with Ray Kwan Rayquan recently. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, you know, you got Rayquan rapping over uh Mark being strange. And I'm just like, what is really wow. going on? Right. Yeah, like I mean,
0: the, the 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 landscape and the trajectory constantly changing. Like you so like so, how can you plan for that? How can you how can you uh create creatively wise in a trajectory. Try to land there. You know what I mean? You can't because one thing that I will say about like right now is like you have to be really fucking honest about mm-hmm. who you are, and what you're doing. And you got to be like. And I give us that. That like. I stop trying to whatever. Land that thing! I don't know what it is. I have no idea. Nobody really does. <laughs> I, but I kind of get it. Get you it. guys see that video a couple of weeks yeah. ago about the the, the kid singing about the the buckle of the Nikes? Yeah. <laughs> and then like that kid becomes like that kid became a millionaire. Probably <laughs> something like one two buckle my shoe. That's like the most recognizable sound in the world. We're like. I haven't seen my niece and nephew for like three years. And then we're hanging out at a barbecue Mm -hmm. and that is our point of reference of how we're communicating. And it just kind of sunk in on me. Like, Mm -hmm. "Ah." like, yeah, yeah, man, we're we have broken through the glass and we are in a brand new landscape and it was, and we were already um, operating on a scale that was moving really fast anyway, like us, the four of us um i'm sure our our ages range from like 45 to early 30s and the everything was already constantly changing um when uh, records became CDs, when CDs became MP3s, when MP3s became streaming, when we sort of got talked out of having a musical library in the first place, because I'm sure mm-hmm. we've all had like the the zipper pack with uh, with a hundred plus CDs in it, and you're kind of uh, proud of that,
3: right? One I get stole every time you park your car. One hundred percent. How many broken windows? Yeah, for that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you're the best one to stole get your shit. You hear it that. somewhere else. Someone stole my fucking disc, and I heard it somewhere else. Somebody else's car. I'm like, that's my damn disc. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's life, man. Yeah, well, think about it. I mean, Sony, I had a mini displayer, a mini display, and I'm walking around, I'm walking around, man, with my technique headphones on. That's like, that's like late 90s, early 2000s, man. Right. And I thought I was cool as shit because I could record on my mini displayer. And then, <laughs> so, you know. I mean,
0: you were, though.
3: Yeah, you were cool back then. You were, and still are cool. Yeah. I still got that mini displayer, by the way, but every time I break it out, my kid goes. Does music
0: come out of that thing? It might get the hell away from me. I I, uh, I played a gig in uh, Milwaukee a couple of weeks ago, and I realized that um, my laptop that I used to use for road gigs was completely Mm -hmm. out of commission. And I was going to buy another uh, laptop, and I'm like, what do I really need this for when I'm thinking about the setup, the modern setup for people, Mm -hmm. right? It's some kid with a laptop anyway. You know, he doesn't have anything that I would like. He's not sitting there with two turntables or even CD, CDJs. Right. So I'm like, yeah, that's not what this kid's going to show up with. He's like, just bring your phone, which is what exactly what he said to me. So I bought
3: the is that the Sony?
0: It's a it's an it's an MP3 player. It's a way it plays waves as well. But like, um, how many? It has the it has the inputs is the most important thing to uh-huh. to hook into any system whatsoever and uh, waves mm-hmm. or MP3s. What like I'm not bringing a computer to hook into your computer. What you
3: get Cause... losses? You get losses audio on that one. You get a flag. <laughs> I, I got a Sony like that. I got a I got. Yeah, I got a Sony like this. And it's, it's got the dance.
0: actual input mm-hmm. to just do what it what it's supposed <laughs> to do. And and honestly, I'm showing up at a bar in Milwaukee. I'm going to mm. play a few songs and fuck off. Like I'm not going to I'm not trying to like do some crazy setup like uh <laughs> you know, like I'm headlining at the Aragon or something like I just I want people to get a taste of what I'm doing and then and then I'm going to. Go have a beer. Like, why do, I, why do I need to bring uh, a huge setup if it's just gonna hook up to your, not setup, right?
3: You <laughs> you hook up to his uh, his Harman curtain behind the bar. You know, this is the cake, man. I mean, that's that's the new that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's the new thing, man. You know, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. And then the new one is uh, kids bringing their own videos. To hook up in the bar, right? Um, oh wow, right? Yeah, they do that. They make videos on their phone, man. And um, right, right, right. Yeah, they want to you know, project that. Yeah, that image, man. You know, it's nuts, man. Like even my kid gets into it. It's like I'm gonna have a moment. She told me I'm gonna have a moment, daddy. Holds the phone. I'm like, what kind of moment are you about to have? I'm like, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna say something. I'm like, man, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it never happens. Never happens right before bed. Yeah, pretty much. You say like go to bed. Yeah. The other thing, and I,
0: and I'll bring it back to Green Lights. The other thing is when I was performing in Milwaukee, everybody else was rapping over their own vocals. Mm -hmm. Every Mm -hmm. single other person who was coming up was rapping over their own vocals. Every single one. And. When we did our show at Reggie's, we not only did our our set, but we booked other people who also don't rap over their own own vocals. It would be weird if somebody among us did do that. (laughs) Have you have you you all ever have you all ever played a bill with where that has happened? Yeah.
2: it's annoying. It's annoying, man. I mean <laughs> yeah.
3: you got your own ad lips, you hear your own voice and they're <laughs> screaming on top of it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I gotta yeah, admit man. that's something that's up to no say that's that's what um that's what uh Villa General does sometimes. He raps on his raps over his own vocals and you sit there, you just like I feel like you're doing that Young Jeezy thing, you know. You know when Jeezy does some ad libs, and I'm like, Bill, you can't, you can't use your own voice live, man, like that. It's, it's kind of and weird. The, yeah. The other thing
1: too is if you're like a sound engineer, mm-hmm. people get salty at the sound engineer for sound. Meanwhile, they're rapping over their own vocals. It's like you can't do that.
2: Yep. You can't.
1: You can't be. You know, shame on it you, be sound bold. engineer. Like turn me up or turn me down. If you're <laughs> rapping over, vocals, you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it puts like Venues in a weird spot too I feel you know uh, Like backing tracks I get like For maybe like a hook Or something like a, right. The doubles you know For Even like a and response Double If you're a solo act a, a chance to breathe During a second Of your verse You know Sure
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, But damn You know Some people get a little Entitled with it
0: But, but honestly it Like that's what A hype man is for Right Like there it's not like nobody's uh, nobody's come up with a brand new way to do it better. It just. It's weird and intrusive to bring in these uh, weird ass vocals now. okay, I'll I'll give it to you on the ad libs. Like if you're a one man and maybe you don't really you're not the type of person that's really used to uh, collaborating with other people. You're more of a loner.
3: <laughs> hey, but, rapping in, but rapping in third person is strange, man. Are <laughs> you know I mean? flowing in third person? Are you talking to yourself, having a conversation? It's, it's like that. It's like the life after death track, you know. when Biggie's talking about robbing somebody. Yeah. But they're doing it. They're doing it in real time without the without the without the engineer. It's it's so fucking strange.
0: It's strange.
3: <laughs> yeah. If you were drunk yourself, you'd probably freak out and probably jump off the stage. You know, <laughs> it's like tearing it me <laughs> up. <laughs> right. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a different world, man. You know, production is garbage lately, you know, you know, or the or the thing is, you know, everybody gets everybody everybody got the same flow right now. You know, I don't even know what yeah. that flow is, man. It's um it's either it's either they really fast, you know, everybody trying to get fast now or everybody trying to slur words. You know, I call it schizophrenia, schizophrenic hip hop right now, you know, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's more I think a feeling. <laughs> yeah the sounds yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah I don't don't
3: that was was great (laughs) that's Grammy Award winning right there man Great.
0: actually run a (laughs) beat
3: no but like you do a whole album like like that man do a whole album with that sound whatever the hell
0: whatever the hell is gonna do it like Um, one thing that I think is kind of a fool's errand is to be a purist of any sort, like and that's not to say that you should stay silent when something is fucking awful. Like if somebody's half-assing it, I think it's apparent. And there is like somebody who's doing it right with the feeling of it. I think like Hip-hop is kind of going through a simultaneous thing right now where it's kind of like breaking off into this slight branch of almost going into like punk rock. And then there's this other branch that's like just like hyper-focused on aesthetics and kind of going into this like really it has nothing to do with music anymore. It's all about like um who are you on the internet uh you know what is your personality or like what kind of like weird like what kardashian are you having sex with kind of that that bullshit (laughs) and then there's like the other side where like kids are kind of like yeah i don't know about the landscape like i'm breaking off and i'm in like do my thing. And it's kind of going to be weird and it's kind of be a little off center. It's kind of going to be this weird thing that like people don't understand, but I'm going to do it. But like, you know, that's a little bit more rare. And anytime I'm seeing that kind of like effort, like effort and weird is good. Um, Weird and non-effort is awful. It's, it's just celebrity. It's just bullshit. It's just so I completely see that fork in the road where. And that's how like this shit, like everything that we're doing and everything that we're influenced by and everything that we're kind of working on, where like, I think 20 years ago um, for me, well, more like 20, 30 years ago, like all the rhyme sayer stuff where it was like, oh you can kind of like not have to take yourself so seriously and kind of like go into this different direction where you're kind of like putting yourself under the microscope and kind of being like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of a weird dude and I don't really belong in this shit. And like, I'm not going to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. And the aesthetic um, up to this point has kind of been to be more aggressive and be more like I, like I'm this person, and I'm basically like a samurai in the sense that I'm impenetrable, and like you know I'm ancient, and like I'm really important, and I'm really aggressive, and I'm really like in your fucking face. And people that were doing that, they came from that. That is absolutely the reason that like we own. All- All own those albums and why it made such a deep imprint pretending to be that is the complete opposite it's fucking lame as fuck and i've never ever wanted to do that i really even when i'm rapping i try not to change my cadence too much i'm really trying to like talk when i'm rapping because like i really want to push the ideas forward and not try to sell an aesthetic that have nothing to do with. If I'm being honest about who I am and who I am around my friends and who I'm trying to present myself as to like a, an audience of any sort.
2: Yeah. I mean, it goes back to what you said earlier about being honest. Like, you know, I, I really appreciate the, the nostalgic callbacks in the latest album. You know, Shadow Tear, Solid Go Gravy. Solid Go Gravy. Rack, Drop. I mean, the skits, the vibes, the beats. I mean, I was all about it, man. I've been playing it nonstop, so.
1: Oh, thank That'd you. Be happy, man. Uh, skits are awesome, man.
2: <laughs> I appreciate album. you guys, man. <laughs> and then, like, you, you all, um, Bob, you were talking about the show at Reggie's. You know, I, I was there it was amazing to see that you just didn't have your media piece plug in. Y'all had the the whole entourage there. I didn't realize y'all had a um, a DJ. Um, was it DJ Allo, right?
1: Yeah, he he sat in for that show, so it was
2: no. uh,
1: it was a blessing, man. He's shout out to Hello, always. Heck yeah, <laughs> um, that was a fun time and a great night and a lot of really dope acts. It was first time I had, second time I had seen Craven Doc. Or Crave and Doc together.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, uh, and also performed with Mike and Ideal before uh, yeah. quite a few times in Fury, obviously.
0: We've
1: 100%. Before, but um, yeah, it was fun and uh, it was a good time. Good night for hip hop, man.
0: Uh, I want to I say that when when we went to see Crave and Doc perform at... um was that golden dagger uh no not a golden dagger but we st- so. uh we saw them perform at um hairpins lyric and like yes Asians right. are there right yeah and like they they were just like ascending to like this different level and it was one of those moments where i was like oh shit like I'm, I'm actually observing something right now. Like I'm, uh, I'm like kind of part of this moment. Um, They're absolutely blowing my mind. And like, I kind of see exactly what they're doing right now. And. It was like a strange moment because it was like, Oh shit. Like, this is, this is something right now. And you really pray hard to try to be present for something like that. Like, very lucky to be in the same room as what they were doing. But at the same time, there was a bunch of young kids in there and they were kind of confused because they were like, what? "What? what's going on here? Like they're not being overly theatric or like, I don't know what it was, but like. Just this like knife came down on the room and I was just like, I can't. Are you seeing what's going on right here? Like <laughs> kind of pissed me off that they didn't understand. But like I was I was just absolutely amazed enough to just be like, I'm just going to enjoy this moment and kind of like reflect on it later. But it was like so weird and funny and great. And um, as usual, Craze was wearing uh, like those crazy ass kicks with uh, the uh,
2: <laughs> they light up or something.
0: The, the light up with the red. <laughs> I think Daisy. they had a
2: groom too, right? I think um when he performed with y'all, they they went a different color, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah. They did gold at uh yeah. at Reggie's. Oh yeah. shit.
1: Woo! Dude. That was the first time I had seen Craig perform
0: live and he was great. Uh I then they dropped their album and I was just like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes
1: uh yeah we knew how i how i d- does but it was like i hadn't heard him like would do a whole, whole cd or a whole cd whole album with uh with Doc. so right. but
2: i know yeah that. Uh, i agree i agree it was super dope like i was at the hairpin show actually about rock um when you're talking about rappers rapping over their own like tracks or vocals with it with it on there i think there was some performers that that were before Doc and, and uh crave that did that oh
0: absolutely so that was Especially like, there yeah that's, especially what I was there. Thinking about that that's where it happens
2: <sighs> that's what happens but yeah shout out to them we dropped out on the same day too they dropped um supernatural was it the same month that um that y'all dropped solid Gold gravy or was it april they did i their- think
0: it was right before so they were doing it in is um, that April, that. and then we dropped yes. it in May.
2: Right, right.
0: But yeah, then they came back to Reggie's, and like, I I had just been listening to the to their shit there that that entire time, and even got to talk to them a little bit, and um, yeah, like uh, Doc and I, we did text each other all the time because like. He's so funny, man. He's such, he's such a talented dude and like so intense, but like at the same time like so laid back and so approachable and like nah. just somebody that you could just like shoot the shit with constantly and like that's the perfect mix I think of like the kind of talent that um comes out with something that you're like oh, oh shit. Like I was telling them like that was lice level rhyming oh, uh, uh, like, yeah, like and for for the for the normies. Like when I say lights level, I mean like yeah. lice, the projects that uh ASAP rock and uh homeboy oh. salmon are, are coming out with. They came out with three iterations of ice and well, uh, ice.
2: I, I thought you were saying lights. That's why I had to turn the green lights on for a second. <laughs> <Lights>! <laughs> what? Nice no,
0: name. but I just I just mean like, yeah, like. Who are the listeners? Who are the people who are like, we're the music makers. And, you know, who are we listening to like? Oh, like Green Lights is constantly the the project where everybody's coming together and like we absolutely like push each other to the absolute brink, like all the time. Like,
1: well, that, I, that's why I think with Doc Watson, it was agreed to have my he
0: came in and he's just like whatever the fucking bar was it's up here now you know and you're like like what are you gonna do like yeah you're gonna call it in no you have to now reach that new level and it pisses you off and it's really fun and like you know it's like incredibly satisfying but you're like fuck like this is like now a completely new thing. And that's the whole spirit of green lights. Is it's just like we're a, a, like a little bit, we're just kind of like pissing each other off a little bit, like
3: <laughs>
0: walking into the studio, and you're like, oh, like uh yeah, like Costa was here last night and he 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 put this down. I'm like, let me hear it. And then he, you know, RP plays it and you're like, fuck.
1: but anyways if i could get back to doc watson i i really did appreciate that he was not only like bringing what he already knew to what we were doing but Mm -hmm. kind of like his his ear you know because he's obviously a musician as well right uh and i think that it was and he's and he can be brutally honest which is great right Uh, totally important when you're trying to be with creatives, you know. Um, because, you know, it's and that's another part too, is that I think they I think it changes with generation at how accepting people mm. are to critics criticism and yeah how much you
2: really want to change your ways that you're comfortable with. You know what I mean? No, I appreciate you saying that about Doc. Like um when we had MC Crave on another, you know, Hip hop Heads um, episode he said the same thing like doc watson pushed him i feel like every time that i did a project with him he always pushed me he's not afraid to you know as you say like to say like it is and yeah. i mean he toured he toured himself like he was in a band way back yeah um, yeah To sack lunch and it's like yeah like he he definitely has that musical background mm-hmm. where he was trained you know in sax and other things like that but yeah
1: but he, he, he slid in like perfect man like yeah, incredible
2: he's a true technician like in, in all in all aspects of the big of the, time the word, like i always always like it and he like not only does i think he he brings the best out of the track like bob bob rogers is saying but i think he also like like not only just like verbally like with lyrics but also like musically you know like sometimes mm-hmm. he'll be looking for the certain like like uh climax of a song or a bridge for a song or like you know this actually this part might need this you know so it's just
1: yeah no it was, it was a blessing and uh yeah that's why y'all need to come by too and hang out man it's studio yeah. right here sorry right
2: there green lights green lights hey is this the room where y'all did your like little like tiny desk video yeah like, we put
0: everybody 100%. in 100%
2: Yo, oh. like a hundred members
1: of Green Lights up there. Like a <laughs> like- hundred of us in here, man. Was- yeah,
0: yeah. Look, what do you call your two seat? Because that that's like a a like low key fancy like twin seat right there. You, you,
1: <laughs> my my mother's a therapist. That's i an old, I've, that's an I've old written- therapy couch. So you know I me mean, like ghosts of people's like. Um Warped minds are on that couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like I've a- gotten high as shit and <laughs> in so many verses on that couch. Like it's crazy. <laughs> like that, that couch, couch is that couch <laughs> is therapeutic. It's facing a window. Like it's like.
1: Yeah, it's cool in here now. Pretty- yeah, like, it's That's the uh, that's the one part two, Like you know. That there's always material for us because there's so many of these guys and they're all really good writers. And Shoni is is a, a killer too. So it's like there's never a lack of stuff to to make. You know, Marina can't run out of ideas. So many ideas, so many brains.
0: Well, I think with this one though, it's a little bit more intentional, right? Because we like, yeah, we actually like, we rented a place and then we like all took, we all traveled out there and we like, Oh really? Yeah.
2: Y'all actually like recorded it in one spot.
1: Well, not all of it. The live band songs, which are labeled uh, on most platforms. I saw that. I saw that. Those are the songs we did in Antioch, Illinois. Wow. So okay. We went out to Antioch, Illinois, man.
0: And we just like, you know, How about that? like, brought, like went out there and like, you know, like, what are like suppressed ourselves, hung yep. out ate, just recorded all day.
1: Dude. I, just, I just brought a ring with me out there so we, we could record everybody out there. And so we kind of took it piece by piece and played it kind of under the radar <laughs> as far as noise levels. Right. Yeah, it came away with like five songs, man. It was cool. It was fun as hell. It was dope. Um, well, yeah, every and there was, you know, it was much needed, too. It was nice getaway, and everyone had, you know,
2: time to chill. So, RP, I'm glad you brought that up, because I literally was, like, replaying some of the tracks, and I didn't know. it was like, why does it say live band in some of these? And you, you're making me think about, like, when um, Ray and Ghost did uh, arguably the best Wu-Tang album, only built for Cuban links. Like, they actually went to um Florida, I think, to kind of, like, capture a vibe, just to be on their own, you know, and just kind yeah. of... Sell- look up the musical musical culture but to give more flowers to the in-house homies like we're definitely gonna have iowa rocker on the show at some point and um he told me when he did electric neon weed test it was him hmm. surfboard c and toe gray and they did it in a span of one weekend i believe in vegas wow. and whoa, he'll go more deep into the the story but <laughs> i
3: think that's every heavy. Pack
2: is like a stream of the weed that they bought and they all like shared so uh, each and then they would work on like the- name <laughs> for the pre-roll I, the one that that's like the the earworm is is called papaya because they basically say it a hundred times on the track <laughs> that's, like, cool. that's yeah, a good I mean, idea like, yeah yeah but shit like that like like you know like like bob was saying just being intentional with it like i love i love like you know just the focus it definitely was no short of the creative, um, lyrics on, you know, on display, but definitely for me, like just having the skits in there too, like that just brought it back for me. Like, you know, just,
1: yeah. You know, I, kind of liked it. It it happened during this whole day La thing because they kind of were the Prince Paul was like the king. Right. Yes, sir. You know, 100%. And they, they kind of put it in the forefront, like the skits and stuff.
0: Like I, I, like, it, it was kind of like a three-year process of like getting RP to like let me like more and more like insert more like if you look at the trajectory of like starting at like Art of Poise where there's mm-hmm. no comedy in it whatsoever. But it's, <laughs> what it's like I'm just like I'm record. I'm spitting hard like fucking like I'm trying to uh, like I'm trying to be a mortal technique and shit like I'm just trying to <laughs> I need to be gritty i need to be dark like everything i say needs to be like really intense and then like comes to the second thing like beautiful well what what was between what was before beautiful mood though i i and team i and team and so then i and team like a little bit Like, it's not that I'm saying anything comedic whatsoever, but my verses are a little bit more like playful fun. Like I'm I'm steering away from that now. Now I'm kind of like writing about like like at one point I joked about being A.C. Slater's weed dealer. (laughs) like, like the, like the, like the most non-serious drug dealer that you can think of is a drug dealer selling drugs to the Saved by the Bell gang, you know, like an episode of some sort. Like that's gotta be the most cheery, like non-conflicted drug dealer ever. And then like, then we go back and then like, now it's, um, a beautiful mood and like mm-hmm. straight up. He's like letting me do intros and outros on like just just small things, just like really you know? like silly things to intro and outro the songs. It's not skits. It's not that it's just me, <laughs> just 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 a quick like real quick. Like, I'm just going to say this silly shit and then I'm going to go into my verse right away and then. With fucking solid gold gravy. Now I have an entire a <laughs> character. Where like now the character's introing music videos. Yeah, I got man. my own skits throughout like the entire thing. Like it was just like the slow permeation of like how comedy, how comedy and hip hop are kind of like go hand in hand if you if yes. you play it right.
3: Well also. Nah, it's the evolution, man. You think about it like, you know, like we blew in the face and everything like that. You could see like it went from being super serious to like it loosened up. And then like, you know, Bob's style pretty much started taking over a little bit. But you know, the, the part right. of it it brings it brings energy and everything. That's what, you know, it's it's the, it's that type of album you're listening to. And you, you get really, you get really stuck in the beat. And then he say something, you be like, oh, you <laughs> stop for a minute and think about it. Like, it's going That really happen?" You talk about me. A.C. slave's drug dealer. I'm thinking about Mr. Belden being like the <laughs> the, the dark, the person weed from you on the side. <laughs> I'm
0: I am really proud of blue in the face. Um, <laughs> I I uh, the entire concept that was I'm like trying. I'm like just stuck, you know, I'm like listening to this beat. Like, it's one of those beats. It's kind of, like, more aggressive, obviously, like, right off the bat. And I'm just kind of like, what am I going to write to this? And uh, I stumbled upon one of those, like, YouTube videos of, like, the playlist of, like, 80s songs. So it's just, like, giving me all these 80s, like, top 100 hits. And the weird part about 80s songs is, like, 80s songs, they have this veneer where they're very... Um, They're all played under these synths that are very bright and cheery. But what people are saying is the opposite of that. Yeah, it's like not bright and cheery. It's all these weird songs about like despair and heartbreak and just all these dark. Corners of the human existence and uh, tears for fears comes up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. Everybody wants to rule the world. And I'm looking at the lyrics of that and the lyrics of everybody wants to rule the world is um, welcome to your life. There's no turning back. And I'm like, welcome to your life. There's no turning back. That's so dark. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Like you could say welcome to your life. Enjoy. That would be that would be uplifting. But to say welcome to your life, there's no turning back, it's saying it's the there's here's where you are, you know. You have to live with it. You have to live with who you are. So I'm like, oh wow, like all these 80s socks are so secretly dark over this thing, blue in the face, kind of like like the holding your breath or being choked to death. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a dark. So I'm like, yeah, man, like, welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Ruler of the world. Everybody whack. And because they say everybody wants to rule the mm-hmm. world. And you're kind of in this context, you're just kind of declaring yourself the median of whatever it is that you're doing, because you always have to write from that perspective when you're writing a song in hip hop, you are the narrative. So like, what is it that you have to say? And, and uh, why should anybody listen to you or anything that you're saying? Why? Like, because that's the, the unique thing. And of course, you never have to like you Mm -hmm. can respond to that by writing in a narrative of uh, like something else. Like you can write (laughs) you can write the dream of a dog. And that is a fucking brilliant song that you Mm -hmm. have taken a hip hop. Song, and you've written about a dog having that's a good idea, man. But, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, but what I'm saying is, like, you that it's always kind of like, what are you coming up with? You are the median, you are the ship that's steering this into the whatever. And for blue in the face, I was like, yes, like, okay, like, uh, people who have, uh, uh, um an ability to be comedic. They're kind of like that person can't write us an aggressive thing like that. But we can because. It's the entire clock. Up and down, left to right, up and like like Robin Williams, you know, (laughs) who is my heart of like the childhood. And he could be so intense. He could be so dark and he could be so light. (laughs) He could be very funny, and he could be very serious. It's the entire spectrum, and that's what a fucking MC actually is. He is a master of all ceremonies, meaning you could be comedic, you could host, you could take a back seat to other people, you could be the front man, you could write a serious song, you could write a sad song, you could uh, like the craft is mastering. All of it. And that's how you become a master of all ceremonies. And that gets lost in translation. And that's the only thing that I give a shit about is mastering every single spectrum of where you could get to as a writer or as a rapper or as any kind of creative. And that gets lost on people because they kind of go after these themes that are incredibly aesthetic. Like who gives a shit about being famous anymore? It's such an easily like some kid licking a cow tit on a cell phone camera could become famous next week. Who gives a shit about fame? It's such a fucking lame thing to achieve? You know, it's more about craft, following your own trajectory. And like with solid gold gravy, we got super conceptual on like all the songs. Like we just were just like, you know what? We should write a song about the Middle Ages. <laughs> <laughs> we should write a song about being in a, a haunted house without like making it super uh, Halloweeny. If that makes sense, uh, just kind of like. Which is where we sort of like put in the comedy as like, yeah, like absolutely like what we wanted to see and like kind of what we wanted to hear, but then also kind of like making sure that everybody throughout the entire thing understands how conceptual it is and how it's not going to be like this big, I don't know, this like big stupid meaningful thing that you should base everything on, but more like, Solid gold gravy should not be put on food. It's a it's a vibe. <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> so when when will solid gold gravy be poured on a vinyl, y'all? For the color, y'all y'all gonna press any vinyls for this album? Man? No, I I
1: hear vinyl is getting pressed at a quicker rate now, and actually it's actually happening again.
0: I mean, I throw down. You would. I would make it happen, um, but. uh I've I, that is my ultimate and also very small dream of like just having anything on vinyl.
1: You might do a single, you know, work with yeah, a couple places, you know. I'm talking yeah. with uh, a couple
3: people who can hopefully help us out in that department, you know. Imagine a blue and a face single. You know, you get a you get a blue piece of vinyl. Oh, man, with a white jacket on it, that'd be nice. Oh, OK, that's a good idea. Man, you guys are full of them. good ideas. <laughs>
0: there's, wow. a, there's a cover right
3: there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's, nah, it's, there's so many ways you can go. Like you're talking about the MC and you think about you said Robin Williams. So I get I get those Deft to smoochy vibes, you know, when I'm listening to certain music. And I was sitting there like, you know, you want more Deft to smoochy rather than, you you know, the other Robin Williams movies, you know, you know, that's the to me, that's the funniest Robin Williams movie because it's serious and evil at the same time.
0: Yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, this guy can this guy can do, do so all. much.
1: Do it all.
2: hmm. Yeah. Robin Williams is an interesting callback. There are plenty of other dark dark movies that he did on the smoochy spectrum. I'm somewhat like fascinated on like how many comedians are kind of handed like Disney shows and kids shows, but they're also not afraid to go to the darkest, you know, like places. And it kind of calls back about to the other conversation about Snoop Dogg. Right. He obviously went to the darkest places and now your mom's a fan. All of a sudden. So, I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah, because I think it's one of those things where like the like anything that becomes really popular, it kind of runs the spectrum where, um it it ends up at your grocery store somehow and then it becomes safe (laughs) enough it becomes safe enough for your parents to become fans of it like i remember like um like 20 years ago like i was at jewel and i was just like shopping them on the produce and then i just see a sticker like over all the uh vegetables and it just says um You've got 99 problems, but fresh produce isn't one. And it's just like, and, wow. and, and like as soon as Jewel is biting Jay Z lines to like sell broccoli, get, like right. it's Did over. He, like you're not going to come back it. from that. Like, like that that's why Jay Z is a billionaire right now, because like like that, that specific outlook, that goes through the (laughs) the four A of like penetrates pop culture to a point where like companies are using it to to sell broccoli. Like that's where you really come to an interesting point. I was just talking about this, about like the
1: hell of a metaphor.
0: Like nobody will ever be. (laughs) Nobody will ever be as famous as Michael Jordan ever again. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to like even if anybody, whoever that is, that one person in 30 years from now who has just been born and they're going to break all of Michael Jordan's records, they're still never going to be as famous as them. They're not the shoe that would be based on them. It's not going to work in the same way. You can't repeat things like that. There's just certain phenomenons that are specific to their time that you can't emulate. You can't do that again. That's what made that thing so special. And that's where people get so fucked up because they're trying to re- they're trying to like take that and they're like, oh, I can do that. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, same thing with like, oh, I just invented a phone. Oh, I can invent a phone, too. That's not the point. <laughs> After that thing is done, you can't do that thing.
1: Coming from an
0: Android owner. <laughs> I'm a fucking proud Android owner. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I pity Apple phone owners. I really do. It's just like you get flagged I'm, so, so yeah. bad for yeah, yeah. all the little things, and I just don't. Definitely. I just. I buy everything that I know so, from Amazon. What, what, what for is it, sex? lollipop,
3: nougat? Uh, what, what, what food is your Android uh, platform right now? After oh, we, just, we just got notes. I mean, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I, I have no idea what you expect your phones to do. Yeah. Um, uh, my phone is just like a, a digital joint that I can hit. <laughs> the he can
1: like, be, it just fills the me with
0: enough endorphins for me to pull myself to the next task for whatever needs to be accomplished mm-hmm. for that day, for me to continue existing in a, like, do you ever think about like how hard your ancestors worked? Like for you guys to be where you are right now. And like, like all of us, like, you know, like compared to our ancestors, like 50 years ago, we're like killing it right now. And we're not mm-hmm. doing that well, like just objectively, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like my ancestors would be like, yes, lamping. Good job. But also, <laughs> wait, what are you doing? Like they would, they'd kind of be horrified at like how I spend my free time. And like, you know what I mean? Because like. I don't know, like just the the way that time just twists. Like, I think about like my like grizzled ass, like Mexican like great uncle. And he'd be like, "Uh, what do I do for a living? Survive. (laughs) No, he says he sounds like Max Payne, but like in Spanish, like he's just like (laughs) leads like a really grizzled life. And he's uh, like, yeah hopefully my ancestors thrive <laughs> you know so it's like the early 1900s like or like you know like like 1910 like fighting in like the Mexican Revolution you know you got to like fight complete armies you're like a laborer you don't have that many weapons you know like you don't eat enough in the first place and now you got to fight a war and like you're not you're not even part of like an official military, you know, it's like you and all the guys in your neighborhood that are taking on an army, a military from another country, and you're trying to drive them out of your uh, neighborhood, out of your community. And they and their benefactor, the person that they're that's funding their side of it is the Catholic Church who has (laughs) more money than God, you know, and like you have to fight that. So like what? what people do to do, do that produce like really grizzled people like my grandfather and my great grandfather. And then it like cuts to me. I'm, I'm like at a second city writing class and I'm like, uh, man, am I too high to take this writing class right now? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> my ancestors would be like lulled and also horrified at the same time. Like they would just be like running the gamut of like, I don't even know what I want anymore. Like just to know that like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like spend the weekend uh, recording poetry over uh, four, four beats uh, and then like just, you know, is like mixing it down and then drinking bar on a patio with $7 tacos. Like, uh, <laughs> $7 tacos. like this is what $8 you $8 fought $8. for. You know what I mean? It's just like, like, what are we fighting for, gang? What are we fighting for?
3: You got to point to $7 tacos. I mean, you, <laughs> think it, you know, I think when tacos are... $2. Tacos are gentrified. Yeah, gentrified. They gentrified. There okay. was a place that had $8 tacos, bro. Or, or horchata is going for eight dollars for sixteen horchata. ounces with no liquor. <laughs> Virgin horchata for, for that much.
0: It brings you back to the. I'm sure y'all remember watching uh, Pulp Fiction for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, Vincent Vega is in the um, in the diner with uh, Uma Thurman, mm-hmm. and he says a five dollar shake. Is there any rum in there? No. Okay. But he acknowledges that five dollars is really expensive. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And now, like. Now, tacos exploited tacos. I talk about this constantly. Tacos are gentrified. They're the most gentrified thing next to housing in Chicago. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I agree. I agree, oh,
0: <laughs> when I moved into the city, they, it kind of comes hand in hand with the, like <laughs> tacos are like one fifty, two dollars mm, like $2, $3 yeah. at most at like a really fancy place. Then they're like yeah. $6, $7, $8. Oh,
1: you got to get a credit star. check.
0: <laughs>
1: and then because they make coffee,
0: they run, you know, what's your social security mm-hmm. number? Like, uh. Mm-hmm. You, you mean that quite I, I, can, I can't run my payment through like the ass
2: crack of a stripper like Natalie for that 7 dollars <laughs> <bro>? like what? <laughs> Yo, no no the ass crack is
3: not natural anymore canceled no,
0: like your credit card yeah your they credit card is ah. uh, I don't know
3: let's get submitted uh.
0: back <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nothing's real anymore, man. Think about it. You know, when you, that's
2: ten dollars, then, my man. That's ten dollars. Right? Well, think
3: about yoga pants right now. So everybody's <laughs> got ass yoga pants right, right. now. You, you remember? You remember the early '80s, late '90s, and there were flat backs, and now everybody's built the same, and you don't know yeah. who. You walk, you know, it, it's scary as shit when you walk into Wicker Park at night. You be like, <laughs> you be like, Wicker oh Park my, no, Wicker Park at night, man. You open there by Big and Little's, and you like, what the hell is really going on over here? You know, I, yeah, man, it's, it's not a big and littles out there, but it really is. Yeah. But, uh yeah, I mean, the world's changed, man. You read about that. I mean, um, well, think, well, think about a movie. When Michael Bay was making Transformers, they were ass movies, right? Michael right. Bay gets fired and we get a good Transformers movie. It took us, what, 12 years to get to this fucking point that we got a Transformers movie that's actually decent, you know? Is it's- the new one Decent? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The is. soundtrack is nice. The soundtrack is really nice. Oh, to wow. to that. It's
1: really? all hip hop. Yeah. Uh I, where I think like, it uh, makes some, it like
2: really good mm-hmm. hip hop drops, and not like mm-hmm. like a gratuitous manner, or like a hey, you know, like you know, did you see what we did here? Like, no, they're, they're actually genuine hip hop drops in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's nice, cool. Like, I um, that's why uh, I've been really liking the the Spider Man. Yes, um, mm-hmm. love like it. those soundtracks are like, oh,
1: incredible, it. and it's do any like, of the
0: obviously those guys like really rap love about
3: animals in in the soundtrack? No, dang, <laughs> uh, we ain't getting no sound, we ain't getting no primal sounds. It would've been nice, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but just ha- like just kind of like the way they lay, they sneak it in a little bit, mm-hmm. just like getting mm-hmm. that like in the scenes. Yeah, just like when you're cause Mar- Marvel movies are like really they're I wouldn't say they're musical. Um,
3: Guardians is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Guardians,
0: Guardians, of course. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because that's like the like anything James Gunn touches. I mean, he just like I don't even think Marvel realizes like how what they lost right now. Maybe they do. But like (laughs) every movie that he touches, I don't know (laughs) if you guys saw the last Guardians, but it was just like. Yeah, let fine. me take your heart and take it out of your chest. Just like,
3: yeah,
0: you know what I mean? I'm More. just like <laughs> crying <laughs> right. so hard in the theater and it's just so beautiful and it's just like s- such a well-written <laughs> movie and like so, so personal even though it's mm-hmm. like meant to be um, adapted by millions of people mm-hmm. and like just hits home and you're just like, James Gunn like is this franchise. In yeah. his raw honesty, and are you guys familiar with like the trauma universe and stuff?
3: Yeah, trauma, to my toxic crusader. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh exactly. yeah, I'm, I'm up with, on that with
0: like a Lloyd Godfrey and stuff.
3: Up all night with Gilbert Godfrey. That's the first time I saw Traumaville you know, taxi and everybody, Swamp Thing. I mean it all.
0: Oh. Exactly.
2: Wait, at the register. you were wearing a, a Toxic Avengers shirt, right? Yeah.
3: Bob? So like, and
0: <laughs> <In Regis laughs> shoes. Uh, 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 Lloyd Kaufman um, Mm -hmm. is is James Gunn's, like, motivation. What? James, uh, like, Lloyd Kaufman has always been, like, an underground dude, but he's been able, like, the reason that we all know who Toxic Avenger is right Mm -hmm. now is because of him. Right. Like, because he, even though, like, the, and the, and the, and I'm just saying that like that's just a statement for underground filmmaking who is like you know right there with what we're trying to do, and James Gunn, like obviously, this dude was able to permeate pop culture to become like more on the of of like a mass media like huge presence in pop culture, and he brought that sensibility from those movies and he even actually had Lloyd Kaufman in a, a camp, make a cameo in that movie where in the prison scene where he's breaking out.
2: What? Wait, is that in part one or part three? Uh, part three. Uh, oh my God. That's nice. I didn't realize that.
0: And, uh, because, you know, like showing respect. Yeah. And like really like trying to bring it home to like, right. Which, which is and, and the part that I take away from that, that I would want to like stress to people is like your weird ideas, your weird way of doing it is like the better way. It doesn't right. seem that way because it's not popular and like, you don't see it emulated in different places, but you only really appreciate the things that you see emulated in such an original way that it actually kind of fucking moves you and like, that is from the weirdos that's from the people that are doing the things in the fringes that the and what i was kind of going back to what i was saying before about how we're kind of the canaries Be, they're like we're testing out like any time that like artists move into like a new neighborhood and shit like when i moved into pilsen it's because my mom lived there <laughs> <laughs> like it, like yes there was like cheap rent and all of that and like the the neighborhood was absolutely getting gentrified, but more so like it was like artists are the canaries for testing out what's actually going to take in a much larger scale. And like, you're always right. But artists are also always kind of pursuing it from such a young place and mostly always that we all have this deep chasm of like, am I acceptable? People kind of constantly searching for validation in large audiences or small audiences or feedback of any kind where you make music for years and you don't hear anything about it. And you have no idea if you're doing well, if you're doing awfully like you don't know because like it's so hard to permeate the public to a point where you would get a reaction in the first place, like. Getting to a point where people are actually listening to your shit and giving (laughs) you feedback is a milestone in itself, let alone like reaching millions and millions of people like that, That is like a second hard, completely different plateau. But like the fact that you don't you don't kind of like know what you're doing. But you just keep going in that direction is kind of like um, the um, the early uh, Simpson writers who would write the episode of The Simpsons. And I remember watching the first episode of The Simpsons and and so forth. Mm -hmm. And like for years, there was no Internet. And they had no idea if anybody like this. And they were basically like stuck in this tiny room, just writing, which I kind of um, compare to um, that philosopher story where they're staring at the shadows of what they think the world looks like outside. They had no idea how people were reacting to what they were making, to the art that they were making. In reality, people were going apeshit for it. They would never seen anything like that. They never heard writing like this before. They would never seen a cartoon act or talk or move like that. And in the fringes, which is where they were operating for years, they were coming up with the most brilliant things in the world and like, That is the philosophy of solid gold gravy. It's like be weird guys go into the weird directions. Go operate from the fringes. Don't worry about reactions. Don't worry about accolades. Those are byproducts. Those are almost distractions. I would say, fuck all that. Continue (laughs) moving into weird new places and like get there. Uh, Isolate yourself with the music think about the writing go into weird and new places and that point where it's making you a little bit uncomfortable and you're unsure what the hell is going to come of it that's when you know you're starting to move in the right goddamn direction and that's why it was so weird like Anybody that's trying to be really cool, they're not going to put comedic skits into their albums with, uh, you know, weird characters, or they're not going to write songs about goddamn uh, haunted houses and birds and all this other shit that we put into the album. The reason that we're doing it is because we're saying we're the goddamn Quentin Tarantino with this shit. And I dare you to bring it like fucking bring it Bring a better conceptual album forward and I will fucking listen to it. And if it's better, I will buy you a fucking stack of pancakes.
3: <laughs> yeah, poor gravy on it. And and poor poor solid gold, gold, gold gravy, gravy all over
0: it. I got the fucking food dye right to my left.
2: So with the um the mention of De La and Um RP mentioning that, you know, it was kind of dope with them, like um. I felt like it was kind of a, a a super dope moment that De La Soul was able to kind of release their shit on streaming this year. Like, Bob, you're kind of like talking about the, you know, like if any player would outdo MJ's stats, nobody would ever outdo his legacy. And I, I thought the way that that kind of happened, and I want to go on a like a tangent here, but yeah. I'm felt them actually finally getting the way to release that they wanted to release and it being released streaming this year. Somehow I got, me excited and we got my kids to kind of be fans of them like in the truest exactly. exactly. oh, like, the like generation. my generation and, and seven year old like they're bumping day lot today and it's not just because like some algorithm told it to it was like no like this was a moment one of them passed the lyrics are dope and they're brutally honest like it always goes yeah, back and, and they
1: c- we couldn't listen to it for a while unless yeah. you had it on vinyl you know or unless you had it a right. yeah um which I, I did, but yeah, like it, yeah, I'd yeah. imagine, like the people, the, the, I don't know what their streaming numbers ended up being like, but uh, I think that's very important. You're saying it's like a cross generation type of thing is happening with the art form.
2: Yeah, 100%. It's kind of like the vinyl is a nice way that people are still kind of preserving the artistic aspect of music, but I feel like, for it to not have a sort of vinyl release you know obviously it's on vinyl uh already yeah, but, but yeah but it's yeah. actually kind of hit the streams like it did but in the way that it wasn't calculated right because it was by, right. their, own, sure. by their own will and on their own terms and you know like unfortunately one of them one of them went while the you know the whole process went down but um yeah, yeah i yeah. mean it was kind of like nice that that Moment kind of happened this year for me, and that me too. My, my kids were kind of like able to kind of like really truly appreciate the art form they do. But yeah, like I'm glad you brought them up because I, I definitely felt De La all over this. Like I know like De La is not the older only ingredient. Like I, I saw like on some of your other influences, you had Fireside and Wu Tang, and there's so many like hip hop influences I like, can in hear off of just one bar off of any of the tracks. You know, it's like y'all cooked up a lot of things in the stew, and I don't know. Can, can y'all say a word about some of the other artists? Cause it feels like every time I heard one of your albums, you added somebody to the roster, <laughs> you know, obviously besides Doc Watson, of course.
1: Um, yeah. Well, you know, um, you know, Appetite or Cameron, you guys have met. Okay. Uh, I think he used to MC with me and we used to be in a band Back in the day, too, called Abstract Giants. Oh, dope! Okay, right. And that was like a live. That was live hip hop. Okay. During the like the crossover of like you know when uh, MySpace started, man. Hey. (laughs) Was that That long ago? ago. (laughs) It was like a little bit, like right before it. So it was like we were like, should we make this fucking vinyl or should we go MySpace? (laughs) Direction, guys. You know but it was uh, he is uh, probably the most uh, has probably the most beautiful voice out of all right. the, the male singer male vocalists in our group crew because he can rap and he can sing and his voice is just uh, is is uh, very noticeable um, but he can kind of he does some cool tricks with like doubles when he does the backing vocals and stuff where he does harmonies and he'll sing some choruses as well uh, we just released a, um, a a song on a compilation for a uh, group that was doing radio, a Radiohead compilation covers. Ooh, that's pretty. And cool. so we did the song "Mixo Mixomitosis." You ever hear that song? Yeah, I know that song. I, that song it's, like. I think it's a, what it's about is like it's a disease cats get or like animals get when they come back from being out and. In, uh, in the streets And there they get sick from eating something dead Or killing something um, But we did a little rendition of our own And Cam's, Cam just did the chorus So like a lot of the times He'll just do hooks And and, and or do a verse But um, Then there's also Bad Wolf Who is Casa Grown and, and Amanu And those two guys And, and Bad Wolf uh, Just released their album uh, with Solomon Grunge, um, and um, and the video West for Western, yeah, West Western for the amazing. Western, amazing. Um, yeah, so check them out if you if you can. Bad Wolf is another dope crew in Chicago, and they don't like we we do shows around. I usually can I DJ for them um, occasionally, so. Yeah. Always gigging, like doing beat shows and stuff like that. And then who am I missing here? Frenetics. Right. Frenetics has been around as much because he's been going through his personal stuff, but he's, uh, he's always, always there. Like, and he's also moved quite quite a ways away from the hmm. city. So he's pretty far out there in the burbs now. All right. uh, so it's kind of hard for him to get back and he's got a family and everything, but he's on a couple tracks, uh, And, um, you know, you guys know Doc Watson, obviously he was really a main fixture in most of the tracks we were doing. And then, you know, like it just happened that he'd just come by every time we would be recording and he'd be like, yeah, I can kick verse, sure. Like, zip, it, get it done. You know, he's, he's quick. Um, and that's pretty much it besides me and Bobby and, and Willow. So Willow's like, I don't, I don't, did you guys meet? uh at the show
2: yeah well it was the first time that i met her because i think i saw a lot of your acts in your roster like in some different formats like either like on the youtube videos or the hilarious yeah. videos y'all post and like shit like that but yeah i didn't realize that you had yeah, a...
1: she's like the queen bee enforcer you know
2: right right. <laughs>
1: like she's just that's the most so most beautiful soulful voice out of uh in you know I, I i am i'm up there in age and and i'll say i've listened in <laughs> like a lot of different shows and concerts and uh she's by far one of the best vocalists i've ever heard um and i've seen good ones so and i also know some good ones too that are you know even opera singers but she's got this soul about her that is that is untouchable so she and she's also very creative and uh, loving. So she's a huge part of like how we make our, you know, the creative part of making our songs and hooks and choruses and obviously flow.
0: We you ah, Fucking bird? glasses, unseen by the masses, comfortable with vices and a tendency to ration, in a random room the strangers who are strangers to the dragon, watch you chase it off the planet, let me call you when I've landed, watch him flying off the handle, kid, your arms must be exhausted, I don't have the heart to tell him bird can also mean an ostrich, or a penguin or a chicken, or a trusted middle finger, I don't really give a fuck when it's time to eat your dinner, I'm embarrassed for your parent when it squawks, it isn't art, singing loudly, he's no writer, baby, maybe you should start, in a lustrum, you'll be awful, in a decade you're a mallard, every winter Sunday morning pigeons give away the pattern, your chicken, hot, Squad, it doesn't even matter. I would shit on any statue that would cast a fucking shadow. <laughs> Most of this is sad and sad, it changes really fast. The golden boost we're looking for is trapped beneath the glass. The better team is to the love the rest is for the birds who will never.
1: Get that worm, I'm a pilot I circle my way around the earth like a migrant I'm working in the sky with my eyes peeled Waiting on a cactus for the sky to die A nice meal, a light squeal And I'm off the Mexican skies Right deal, I hear flight, can fly I might feel like I'm getting hell of a high So I fly down south before the fellas can ride I'm overzealous and shy, but I never go hide Chilling on a wire, looking yellow and white I had to settle for light snow, no tele device. I'm a rebel with the right flow, I'm web of the ice Tuxedo is nice, hype the people they like I look like Chino tonight Like an eagle in flight Or a seagull or flamingo When the lingo is nice Spread my wings when I'm singing I'm the king of the flight, man Most of
0: this is set and sad. It changes really fast The golden booster looking the is Trapped beneath the glass The better dream is truth and love The rest is for the birds
2: You will never save the planet If you are trying to sell a shirt